What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sweat the Bed podcast brought to you by Odds Jam. If those of you who have now started betting on NFL don't know what oddsjam.com is, you have to check out our sponsors, Odds Jam. Odds Jam is a sports better's best friend. They provide you with awesome sports betting tools that you just literally have to use. These are essential. If you're more than I'm a I'm gonna bet on the Super Bowl, like you're betting regularly every week week in and week out multiple sports you got to check it out they find you the edge so that you get some of the edge back against the house the sports book positive ev guys the best value lines if you don't know what positive ev betting is please check out our youtube channel find some educational videos about that but we will find you positive ev lines and on all different kinds of sports books we have very helpful tools like Bet Tracker, so you don't have to keep your little manual spreadsheets, your messy notebook, automated grading. We have helpful calculators, easy, easy line shopping. You have to line shop. If you are not line shopping, you're probably going to get crushed by betting a lot of juice and a lot of vague for no reason. So all of these things are on oddsjam.com. Please go check it out. It is a must let us help you get the edge and make some money, guys. I'm one of your co-hosts of the Sweat the Bed podcast. I'm Andrew Kim, a.k.a. The Parlay Doc. And with me today is the co-host, Matt Modi, a.k.a. Jedi Modi. How's it going, Jedi? It's going good, man. We are recording this on Wednesday, September 14th, just one more night of sleep. And then we get the beautiful matchup of the Chiefs versus Chargers. So I am good. I'm also uh, home alone for the next couple of days. My girlfriend is out of town on a girl's trip. So it's just me and the dogs for the next couple of days. So yeah, living the dream. Nice, nice. And for those of you who are just joining us, um, we thank you for tuning in. For those of you who are regular listeners, we thank you for your support. So please, you know, follow us on all podcast mediums. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Sweat the Bet YouTube channel. And uh, not to brag, guys. Look, I know some of my crazy exotic props, you know, some of them were flops over my Twitter account. But here, what's more important, guys, here, let's focus on the Sweat the Bet podcast. Matt and I are three best best each. Uh, we went five and one. I'm going to give myself the five. I'm not going to say four and a half. I'm going to say five and one. I mean, technically, the bet won. I mean, you, didn't lose, you didn't lose yeah. the bet. It's just Did it, you had you had something we, pushed because of a tie, but it still counts as a W all the same. Exactly. So Matt went three and oh, and I went two and one. So there's no way you lost money on the Sweat the Bet podcast best bet picks between our six picks if you followed us on our week one preview. So please stick around. What we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the NFL week two primetime games. We're going to give a quick preview of each. Just give our thoughts on any random um, you know, lines or props that stand out. And at the end, like I said, five and one, guys, we're, we're going to give our best bets again going into week two. All right. So before we kick it off and dive into some of these week two NFL primetime games, we're going to kick it off with our traditional sweat, no sweat segment where each of us gives a statement to the other to see if it's a sweat or a no sweat. So I'll kick it off. It's more of a general comment here. This Thursday night football game, which is looking like it's going to be very spicy, Matt. <laughs> this is going to be the best Thursday night football game of the season. The NFL is peaking way too soon Ooh. this season with Thursday night football. And it's just going to be downhill, garbage, trash, messy games on Thursday night football specifically the rest of the way. 
Thursday night football is peaking tomorrow. So it's can't miss Thursday night football. And it's all downhill from there. Let's see. I'm looking at the schedule to see what we got here. Uh, I mean, this is definitely the best game. You're definitely right about that. Chiefs chargers, definitely the best game. Uh, next week, Steelers Browns is gross. Gross. Like we have a commander's bears. It's gross. 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 Uh, it's Ravens bucks could be good. We could eight. be. Could that be. Could that's, be I guess that's the one that's going to make you yeah. think about it. But like Falcons Panthers is, is gross. Gross. Titans Packers could maybe be good. Like who knows after we gross. gross. <laughs> Raiders Rams. Not horrible. But not like horrible. week 16, we get Jags Jets. Oh my God. Gross. That, that's terrible. And then for some reason, the Titans are playing two. Maybe once Thanksgiving, that's got to be it. Because they're playing another Thursday night game against the Cowboys. That'll probably be gross. So I'm going no sweat. I think the only competition is probably the um, the Ravens Bucks. But even though, even like this this Chiefs Chargers game, I mean, it could be the AFC Championship. It could be like the teams with the best two records in the NFL. Uh, I'm going no sweat. I think that one's good. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I can't miss Thursday night football. That's what I'm thinking. You got it. If you, if you're going to watch a Thursday night game tomorrow's the night guys. Yeah. 100%. So, so, so what do you got for me, Matt? Um, so we're, we're talking about the four primetime games today. Mm -hmm. Uh, so my sweat or no sweat is Justin Jefferson gets over 150 receiving yards against the Eagles. Uh, for context, he had like 184. I have it in front of me that I just lost my train of thought. Um, he had 184. Yeah. Last game against the Packers. He did majority of that in the first half when the game was like still in question. Second half, the game was pretty much out of hand. They put their foot, took their foot off the gas. So I'm getting, I'm saying gets over 150 against my Eagles. Oh, 150. Oh, that's a large number. Oh, that's a large number. Oh man. Okay, I man, I'm just gonna roll with it. I'm I'm gonna say no sweat. I'm gonna say yep. no sweat. And even even you heard me. I'm I was high on the Eagles. I will say it looked a little concerning. It looked a little concerning sure did. against the Lions. It sure did. Um, and I will say you your take on the Vikings. Oof, was absolutely absolutely correct. They looked they, they looked, looked good. Very good on on in all aspects really. And Justin Jefferson looked, and I'm not going to go crazy saying MV, but I mean, he looked like a stud, like a man on a mission. And I, I think knowing this is prime time and this is going to be prime time and you're going up against AJ Brown. And I, I think he's going to want to rise up and show out. And so I, I'm, I think he's going to have a big game. I think it's going to happen. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it in more detail when uh, we get to the game, but yeah. But I have I have my reasons. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go with no sweat. I yeah. Nice. We'll get into it. So, cool, cool. All right, guys. So let's just get into it. And so for those of you who are going to be tuning in, um, likely you're going to catch this with just a little bit of time. If you want to hear our little sneak peek about the Thursday night game, so we're going to be pretty quick here, so that you could at least hear this segment, guys. So, the first primetime game, NFL Week Two. Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be interesting because I think on face value, uh, everyone's expecting a shootout. If you go by trends, you can actually make the argument that Thursday night game trends with totals, the under at this line, this high at that 54 slash 54.5 mark, the under is actually smashing it at that rate, guys. And so people are going to say, do you follow the trends? Or do you follow the fact that these are two teams that could be explosive, right? So key things to take away, Chargers without Keenan Allen. 
Okay. Unlikely to have JC Jackson back. Um, Chiefs guard Trey Smith, questionable, questionable. So keep an eye on that. And he'd be the one lined up on the side with Bosa on the right side. So those are just some of the injury factors to kind of keep in mind as we're talking about this game and things for you to consider as you're trying to cap this. But let's go, Matt. You tell me, why don't you kick this one off? Tell me, what are some of your initial thoughts, knowing that those are some of the injuries, those are some of the trends with the overs and the unders for Thursday night games? What what are your thoughts about how you think this game is going to play out, some key factors? What do you got for us today? Sure. Um, So I thought it was kind of interesting. The spread opened at three and a half. It was bet all the way up to five or five and a half. And now it's kind of settled back at four, four and a half, which I think sounds about right Um, for me. The spread, I have a hard time. I don't really have a feel on. I I still, I know, like, you're right. The, the Thursday games trend under. I think this one's going to buck the trend. I have this one going over. Um, if you take out Justin Herbert's first ever NFL start, which if you remember, he found out like 10 minutes before yeah. the game. Yeah, because the, yeah. okay, yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't remember, Justin Herbert wasn't supposed to start. Um, like, he didn't start his rookie year the first game. The second game of the season, Tyrod Taylor was the starter. The, the Chargers training staff like punctured his lung pregame getting some sort of shot so justin herbert found out 10 minutes before the game that he was starting and he was amazing he was incredible in that game but regardless uh if you take out that game every single time herbert has played the chiefs the total has gone over um all three of those games one of the teams have has scored 30 plus points every single game has gone over the 54 and a half number um and I think the no Keenan Allen is going to hurt, but Herbert, like, it just doesn't seem to affect him. He like, he just throws these freaking lasers, like just right in the bread basket. It's almost like impossible to drop because it just sticks into your body. Like, he, like, I think if I was ranking quarterbacks, most satisfying to watch them just throw a football, Herbert is like, gotta be top three. If I were just, yeah. if I'm just thinking about that, just the way he just lasers the ball in. Um, so I think he can make it work with, with anybody. Um, one thing I did find interesting is, so the, the teams are one and one against each other the last two years, right? Like sure. each one, one lost one. The Chargers have won the last two games in Kansas City. Uh, this game Thursday night is in Kansas City. So I think that makes sense. The Chargers have always been a good home team since they moved to L.A. Because quite frankly, every game or sorry, they've been a good away team. I think I misspoke there. Um, quite frankly, because every one of their games is basically away because the, the opposing fan base always takes over their stadium. So I don't really put the home field advantage too much in the Kansas city chiefs favor. Um, so what I ended at, so I got the over when it first opened at 53 and a half. Yep. Um, that's been bet up to 54 and a half. I still like the over. I'd probably put a half unit on the 54 and a half. I put a full unit on 53 and a half. Um, and to have an official prediction, I took the chargers covering the four and a half point spread. Cause I mean, I know I said this last week between the chargers Raiders game, but it's, this game just feels like a field goal. Yeah. Um, in the only two games that Justin Herbert has lost in his career against the Chiefs have both gone into overtime. Um, one of the games, the Chiefs went on a field goal. One of the games, the Chiefs went on a touchdown, so they would have covered the spread in that one. But, like, Herbert plays the Chiefs tough. Herbert's a top-five quarterback. Chargers have a top-five roster. This game's going to be a shootout. I'll take the, the uh, Chargers to cover. Yep. Okay, cool. Cool. So, you know, I'm, we'll be brief here because, like I said, we want to go quick on this one. My only comments are additional kind of statistics. I've heard some people out there saying, you know, when they're talking about the total, um, my gut is I would lean over as well. 
Um, you know, I didn't catch it at that opening 53 and a half, but I, I am probably going to put a, at least like a, like a half unit on over 54, uh, 54 and a half. And I know it's a little high, but some people out there who've been saying smash the under what I've been seeing out there is they're, they're talking about just the, just a generic Thursday night trend. And my response is trends are trends. Okay. That's cool. But you're not taking in individual factors of the reality of who's playing and on the field. Right. Um, they've also been citing and they they looked at the stats from week one and they said, look, pace of play was pretty average for the Chargers. Pace of play was really low for the Chiefs. But my my response to that is it's one week and it's game one. They're figuring things out. You know, they're not even used to all their schemes at this point, in my opinion. Uh, week one is like the preseason almost. And I mean, the games count, but I'm saying like these, yeah. these starters just aren't even playing in the preseason for the most part, right? For a lot of these teams, at least key players, maybe one series, if even, right? Um, and if you look at last season, um, Chargers were like, I think, top in pace of play. Um, and, and Kansas City was in the top 10. So I'm actually thinking we're going to see uh, kind of, uh, you know, a move back to the trend since they still have a lot of their core key pieces uh, on the offensive side of the ball that um, I think we're going to see a faster pace of play. I don't think it's going to be in kind of that slow pace that people were citing from the week one trends that they were seeing. So, yeah. And I would, I would wonder if the chiefs, like they, that game was pretty much over, like after the first two drives that she like that, you know what I mean? So I wonder if the chiefs slowed down because of that. And that was my other arg- argument is that their pace of play was skewed because they were in the lead and they were just doing slower huddles, you know, just design run plays that you almost kind of skewed the stats because of how much of a blowout that was. Exactly. Exactly. So, and so when people have been citing that, I think you can't just take it at face value of the pace of play on face value. You got to see what actually happened in the game, like Matt was saying. So for, for some of those factors, like, um, and, and what was the trend last year over the sample size of a whole season? I think it's going to be a fast paced game. And I think it's just going to be a matter of, do they hit their targets or is it going to be sloppy? Um, you know, but I'm, I'm hoping they're going to hit their targets, hit their routes, and we're going to see a fun, exciting game. So, so yeah. I, I am going to roll with that. My only last two comments, not an analysis, but more just some interesting little trends here. Like Matt was talking about with records and road splits, uh, here's a couple value ones. So these aren't going to be part of my best bets. Cause I think it's really hard to consider like a touchdown score or a best bet, but just like some exotic props for you guys who like this stuff. Justin Herbert has actually run in and rushed for a touchdown in three out of the four games against the chiefs. Interesting. And, um, you know, and I think we're all aware of stopping the run issues for the chiefs, but I just, I wasn't aware that Herbert had basically run it in, in three out of the four games. Yeah. So, it's plus 480 on um, FanDuel, much lower on some other books. I think like DraftKings is more in the 300s. I, I saw in the low 300s and a lot of other places, but because there is that huge discrepancy, plus 480. And if you've done it three out of four times, like to me, that screams some value. Obviously, it's not easy and, and you need like a specific setup where they're literally at the one or two yard line. But you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll, yeah. I'll, sprinkle, I'll sprinkle on that just because he's done it 75% of the time. <laughs> At plus 480, sure, I'll take that. And then the the other one, um, and again, this is just gut and what I saw in week one, but uh, Hardman um, on the Chiefs side, I know he actually didn't take a ton of snaps in, in the series and stuff. But again, some of that was at the end, they were in the lead. But he had three red zone targets. So because I saw that in the red zone, he got three red zone targets. Two were kind of within 10 yards. Uh, plus 260, I'll take that as, as one of the main red zone targets. Um, 
So plus 260 on FanDuel for Hardman and the plus 480, very juicy, high risk, but I'll take the Herbert since he's done it 75% of the times against the Chiefs. So yeah, those were just some weird, you know, at least the Herbert one was a weird one that I saw that I wanted to point out. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I was going to save this for, uh, we did a live stream tomorrow before the game, but I took three anytime touchdown scores. Uh, I'll just do rapid fire. Kelsey, like the odds sucked at minus 145 on FanDuel. Every other book had it at like minus sure. 170. Um, the other two were Clyde Edwards Alaire at plus 140. This was that was on Caesars, and uh, I got Mike Williams at plus 145. That was on FanDuel. Yep, nice, Mike Williams. And then my last comment is um, in terms of just the standard stuff spread, I, I would lean charges plus four and a half just because you're getting that cushion of more than a field goal. Exactly. I think is going to be a tight game. And not that I think betting their money line is the greatest thing, but the, the fan that DraftKings has again, and I and I I bet the wrong side, guys. Oh, that, yeah. that, yeah. that plus seven thing. But yeah. it just I'm a sucker for value. And I think if you are gonna use the DraftKings seven point lead promo, where if you bet a money line and the team that you picked gets a seven point lead or higher, you will automatically cash and win that bet, regardless of the outcome. That if you're gonna use that promo. I would still say the same thing. In this case, I would just take the Chargers with the promo for the for the money line. If you're going to do the money line promo, that's yeah. all I'm saying. So, I would agree with you there. I would lean again the plus money. We we were we were wrong on it last week, um, but you know that that's going to happen. I I'm with you there. I would lean the Chargers as well. Okay. All right. So moving on, guys. We're moving on. We're just going to go in chronological order. The Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers for our Sunday night game. That is the Sunday night primetime game. And I will preface this with an apology. <laughs> I I apologize to my Chicago Bears because my we went five and one, and the one L was me going bananas saying I should bet my son's tuition and all my money on the, the 49ers who just laid an egg basically. Yep. Yep. And Trey Lance, I don't, I don't think people should just blame it on the rain. Yes. The rain was a factor, but even me eating the L I'm going to take the L like a man. And I'm going to say Trey Lance was raw and shaky, lots of self-inflicted wounds and penalties. They were just not in rhythm. Uh, the bears were opportunistic and when opportunities presented, they did what a winner would do. And they actually capitalized on it. And I will say, I liked Justin Fields' body language throughout. The first few series were rough for him, but I didn't see what I saw last year in the Nagy era where he looked defeated. And he and I know this is all just cliche and body language, but look, he he was very animated. He was analyzing stuff on the sideline and vocal with the coaches, vocal with his receivers. You can tell he was trying to, you know, nitpick about what he wanted the offensive line to do. He seemed very engaged, even at the lowest points when it was looking rough in that first half. And in the big moments, they came through. So I apologize to the Chicago Bears for having zero faith as a Chicagoland resident. Um, and I'm just trying not to fade the Bears anymore. I'm just going to stay away. And I learned now that bad juju exists. And I'm not going to try to fade my hometown team. That's all I've got to say. I'm going to start with that. I'm going to start with that. <laughs> no, so. I think I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch that whole game, but I like I found it hard to really gather much from that. Like that was an absolute monsoon. Soldier Field. There, like people were swimming. It was um, a monsoon. It was terrible. Like, it was terrible. Like I, like I yeah, I just found it hard to really get much from that. Uh, I did find it funny that like this is a game. The Bears are one and zero. 
The Packers are 0-1. Like the Bears had a, like an impressive win, six and a half point underdogs. The Packers looked horrible in their loss to the Vikings. And yet Packers are like 10 point favorites. Um, I know. So, like I know. the odds I looked at. So I looked at the look ahead line. So mm-hmm. basically the line before week one games. And it was the same. Like this line didn't change at all based on the re- results of week one. So it's kind of interesting because it's like the next game we'll talk about Titans bills. That line feels like a complete reaction to week one. Whereas this line isn't taking it into account at all, which I, I do understand. Like logically I get it because again, the bears I'm not, I'm not t- like, I'm still, I still have faith in Lance. I'm not, I'm not throwing in the towel on Trey mm-hmm. Lance and the Packers. There's two sides, right? Like last year, everybody's talking about, well, last year they got spanked by the, the saints in week one, like 38 to three and look how they ended the year. Yeah. And then the other side, is like okay, well, you, like you can't just say that's going to happen again because they don't have Devontae Adams. Like that's a vi- you can't just minimize the loss sure. of Devontae Adams. I kind of land in the middle where I don't think you should. I know I don't think their season's over. I don't necessarily think they're just going to rattle off another fourteen or thirteen win season or whatever. Sure. But for this specific game, I lean the Packers covering the spread. Um, I was able to, this is another early line. I got, I got them at minus nine at minus one Oh seven at the current spot of nine and a half or 10. I would like, I'm my official prediction is the Packers, but I would stay away from an actual betting perspective. Um, what I did find interesting is that the total is super low. It's at like 42 or 42 and a half, depending on where you look. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it like the bears offensive line. I like was, was in shambles last week. I mean, granted rain. Yeah, whatever. But the Packers have a good defensive line the bears have still have bad skill positions like i'm not sold that Amon or not Amon Ra, um equanimous st brown and yeah. catchless cole commit are that good through the air so um i think i i favor the under in this one but on the Packers side like they're getting lazard back which is big like romeo dubes i doubt i forget how to pronounce his last name didn't look horrible uh the christian watson drop was tough <laughs> that was yeah that, that was, was tough that was a rough one yeah but i saw on twitter that like the routes he was running he was open the whole game rogers just rogers just didn't look his way so you yeah. hope that rogers rogers will watch the tape and be like okay you dropped your first one maybe i'll give you a second chance so we'll see um yeah anyways the, the spread i'll go with the packers that's a stay away line for me what i like better is the under yeah. And, and I, I kind of agree with you on, on, on those things. So, you know, it's, I don't think I can take away too much from the bears. Obviously it, my wallet wasn't happy emotionally. I was super psyched that oh, they course. came with, came up with a huge upset win, but the same thing. Like, I, I don't think that's very telling. Um, you know, I think Trey Lance is raw. And so, yeah, I think that this shows he's, he's basically a rookie, you know, he's got to play like a full season. He's got to, you know, uh, get his snaps. He's got to get his repetition. So uh, I'm still hopeful he'll be good for the 49ers, but for the bears, um, I, I like the resiliency and kind of the, the character of, of fields during that game. I don't think we really got much done with the run game. And I actually would have thought with the rain, we would have yeah. like, it became a dirty game where we took away one clear advantage that the 49ers have is through the air. And I thought like, man, we would actually have the, to some degree, a, a, an advantage possibly, or at least be equally matched with the run game. And we didn't really get much going. So that's a little concerning still, but it was a monsoon, like you said. Um, and we still have a lack of weapons. And on, on the Packer side, you know, if that drop didn't happen, 
That's one factor. You know, there were injuries still even, even on the offensive line. So they're going to get some pieces back. You're going to get uh, Lazard back. Um, you literally have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, <laughs> I, I know that sounds stupid, but you have Aaron Rodgers. And and to be fair, the Vikings looked freaking damn good. They right? sure did. I, I, I almost think it's more just a reflection of how sharp and how damn good the Vikings actually look, which is crazy. In addition to all those other things, which sound like excuses, but I think they're legitimate things. And I still project the Packers to be a pretty strong team that if I, I'm I'm not going to bet this line because I'm going to avoid the bad, bad juju. But if I had to bet the line, I would actually predict the Packers to cover it. It's definitely not going to be one involved in one of my best bets, but I, I would yeah. say at nine, nine and a half, I, I would take that. The total hard for me to say. I mean, I, I I'm gonna, you know, if, if I would probably lean over slightly, thinking in my head that the Packers would make up maybe 28 points of that, with the Bears getting 14. So I I would say if you can catch it at like 41 and a half, like yeah, that's would, that's half points important. The below yeah. the below 42. Yeah, I would say I would lean over. So I'm gonna go a little oppo barely, but like yeah. Uh, over 41 and a half and that's 42 i would just stay away that's that that would be my take because i just i just i could see it playing out both ways but i could see the packers dropping 28 maybe you know? yeah and it's like can the bears score 14 that's really i think <laughs> that's that's the question so yeah i mean rogers has owned the bears his entire career this game is in green bay so there's definitely an advantage there as well yeah he's owned them so but I, let's hope let's hope that um it's at least a competitive game because i think every one of us just wants to see a fun game basically yeah something so, like football yeah yeah all right so we get the uh joy of having two monday night football games so. i don't do you know what the, the logic for this like normally they do it in week one that's what i was gonna say i was actually thrown off because i thought week one was gonna have two games so i'm not sure what the and, what the rationale was for that and they're not even staggered they're they're played like an hour apart like the bills game is at like yeah. 7 15 eastern and the eagles yeah. at like 8 20 like i don't understand yep. what's the logic for that i'm not sure that I, like yeah the fact that it didn't happen week one and the fact that you're now going to have to flip back and forth um you know, they're not really, like you said, they're not totally staggered apart or at least not staggered even far enough. I, I find that a little odd. So Yeah. Yeah. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find any reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll start with the uh, Titans uh, versus the bills. And obviously um, we saw, so I will say, uh, you know, um, and, and I know I'm stating the obvious here, but the projections were right. I, I think Matt and I, we've talked about both of these teams. And the, the Titans just kind of laid a fart of a yeah, game. Sure um, did. Yeah. And, and Matt and I said, like, we would not really have much faith in them to do well in their division this year. And we're going to see some regression. And it looks like we are. I mean, maybe might be a hot take and we're jumping on it too soon. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, who last year, in terms of variance, was one of the highest variance teams. So we have to take it with a grain of salt. But... Uh, they look like Super Bowl contenders in, in, in week one, right? So, I mean, they 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 literally just dominated um, in, in that game one, and they look like world beaters. So the problem is, um, historically, I don't know what it is. It's just, it just really not a great matchup for the Bills when they play the Titans. And they they have struggled, you know, to stop the run game to some degree, and for whatever reason, the Titans uh, and their coaching staff, they scheme pretty well against the Bills and have just caused them fits. So the, the question mark is going to be, um, is is that just kind of the specter of seasons of old? 
and are now the Bills here and they've arrived and this is their year and this is just going to be slaughter? Or somehow is this just matchup still going to be a bad matchup for the Bills? So that's, you know, I think that's what the narrative is right now in a lot of articles and, and social media coverage. So what are your thoughts? Is it truly a bad matchup for the Bills? Or is, is that people are just making too much of old narratives and the Bills are here to just destroy them? Yeah, I don't really think there's anything like schematically that the Titans do that I can that I can see would give the Bills fits. Like the Bills have a good run defense. They can stop Derrick Henry. Um, and there's nothing about the Titans defense. Like I guess the like the knock on Josh Allen is he's not he's not consistently accurate. You know, he's not like Tom Brady with his surgical accuracy. He's he's hit or miss. So if you force him to throw it short, he's more likely to have an errant throw that easier to either just stalls a drive or leads into a turnover. But to my knowledge, the Titans don't play this like cover two, give them space type of defense. So I think that's more just noise than anything that we can really take, take um, like anything serious out of. Sure. I did find it funny. Like you were, you're right. The bills had the highest variance last year. The Titans had the six highest variance. Um, <laughs> the tight, like the Titans beat the bills last year, as you said, they beat the chiefs. But then they lost to like the Jets. They lost to I think either the Texans. They had another like terrible loss in there. Yeah. Um, and this is so I mentioned this like in the last game how like in the the Packers Bears didn't take into account really at all the Week One results, whereas this one did. Like the look ahead line was Titans plus seven. Then Week One happened. Now it's it jumped up to ten. So you wonder like, is is what we saw in Week One? worth three points in favor of the bills like they got like the bills stomped the rams just stomped them and the titans like like you said lost to the freaking giants um yeah so it's interesting like you you always struggle at the beginning of the year how much to take into account in week one because week one's notoriously like wacky and loony and just weird um but to me like where i settled on this one is like i just view the team the bills as like a team on a mission like they're gonna stomp the team they're going to show up and stomp the games that they should like they, they had the highest variance last year because they lost to the jaguars like the teams that sucked they just didn't necessarily yeah. show up you know what i mean um so like i think that they're just going to stomp the titans this week um it's just one week but like the titans struggled in pass protection like the dvoa ranked them 26th and that like the giants defensive line was missing two of their edge starters i believe in uh aziz ojalari and obviously their first round pick Thibodeau. Now they're going against like Von Miller and like the Bills stacked defensive line. God, how good did Von Miller look? Oh my God. My God. My God. Incredible. Check that man for PEDs. I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just Um, kidding. That's disrespectful to the man. I'm just, he just looked, he looked incredible. Like it, he looked like rejuvenated. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Holy cow. Von Miller of old. Um, So like to me, the bills are like, basically it's like, have you seen, you've seen Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the scene where he's like, he like Adam Sandler calls the guy and he thank he like apologizes for um like bullying him in high school and he like crosses his name off the list. Like that is what the Bills are doing. For, like all the that's what I imagine. Like they like this the Rams win the Super Bowl, like cross them off the list. Like they lost the Titans two years in a row, cross them off off the list. Like I guarantee when they play the Chiefs, they are going to show up for, for that game. Um and like Josh Allen's a gamer. The Bills haven't punted in like three straight games or something ridiculous. Like I just think they're going to show up. They're going to say. Like we are Super Bowl favorites for a reason. Like we've been, we lost to this team two years in a row, and I think they're going to come out. And I like, I won't be surprised if they won by like fourteen, just to like, like they're like a game where they're up by ten late, and they're like, no, like 
F you, we're going to keep passing and like, we're going to run up the score. Yeah, no, I agree. And you know, it's, it, it's funny because I, I think we, 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 right. We have to kind of take um, early season DVOA ratings kind of, you with know, a grain of salt. With, with a grain of salt, but, but the bills I think is the exception. Like I, I really do. And, and I'm not trying to say that as some hot take. It's like, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, and it's a one, it, yeah, it's, it's one game, but it doesn't surprise me that their defense is already the number one uh, DVOA, right? Cause they were the top defense last year. And you can already see past DVOA two, rush DVOA two. And, and, and I'm saying this because look, it's not like the Rams are a horrible team, right? So I, I think we are going to see the bills end up with a similar defensive DVOA ranking that they were last year. And I just, I, and you've added Von Miller and Von Miller to look freaking insane. Okay? So good. <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> that guy was on a mission, man. On yeah, a, talk was. about man on a mission. It, it was, it was insane to me. So, um, and I think, you know, uh, the Titans, I'm expecting the Titans are going to have this up and down roller coaster phenomenon of the season. Again, I, I think there's, they're, they're going to win these strange games, maybe again, doing better in these like kind of underdog roles and then just laying eggs and farts like against bottom feeding teams. You'd think they would just like dominate by just running with Derrick Henry. And, and, and just, you know, I think we're just going to keep seeing that happen where we are going to see more consistency from the bills this year, just like you were saying. Um, and, and if I have to go on, you know, the spread, it's a large number, but I actually, I actually would just go with the bills to cover in this one, honestly. And, and of all the things, I don't trust the total, this one, it just, the spread stood out to me. And I think if you could still get it at nine and a half and, you know, you know, I think that's worth it. I, I think, I think they can cover the 10 in this one. Not that I ever like going past like six and a half often, yeah. but like, yeah. you know, but this, this would be an exception to the rule. And, and I would say, I, 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 yeah, it's a weird, I know that's not scientific at all, but I have the same feeling like when they win, they're just going to want to win and put a stamp on it. Yeah. Know? Like, I think what's going to happen is like, you know, in week eight, when they play the jets or like they play the dolphins or maybe not the dolphins, cause dolphins might be good. Like they're going to lay an egg at, the bills are going to lay an egg at some point in the season. Like the way Josh Allen plays quarterback with as erratic as his accuracy can be, there will be a game where they're just not going to show up. Like they, again, they lost to the freaking Jaguars last year, but like it's week two. So they haven't gotten bored yet. And they're playing the one seed in the AFC last year. And the team that is, like you said, beating them twice in a row. And like two years ago, they stomped them. Like they absolutely, the yeah. Titans just beat the snow oh, yeah. out of the bills two years ago. If you remember that. So no, I did. And I think that's motivation. I really yeah. do. I, I think they, they want to, they want to be able to show that they're going to work through this adversity um, and look, and, and, and if you look even at the matchups, right. Um, the Titans were struggling, uh, you know, in the secondary. And if you even go, and again, it's a weak sample size, but if you go beyond, uh, just general defense DVOA and you actually go to a DVOA versus receiving, uh, defense receiving positions, Look, look at this. It's it's 26th versus wide receiver one, 27th versus wide receiver Oof. two, 18th versus tight end. So you're talking, uh, you know, Diggs, Gabe Davis, who looked pretty sharp. Uh, yeah, he did. I know, I know he didn't play a major role, but you have Dawson Knox, who's very capable. So that's going to be the problem, just like Matt was saying. So if you even go from the analytics standpoint, yes, small sample size, but um, this is kind of a setup, in my opinion, for getting shredded in the secondary. So uh, again, can Allen be accurate? And if yes, then yes, they are going to get shredded, in my opinion. So, you know, if, if you're into DVOA stats, they're saying the matchups are not going to be great 
uh, you know, in this one versus the Bills offensive weapons, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you that I don't have a great feel for the total. I would probably say like whatever the Titans team total is, this is something I probably should have checked prior to recording. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if this is a game where the Titans have were like barely score. Um, would not, really, yeah, I would not like be it, surprised. It only goes over because the Bills put up 45. <laughs> wow, the Titans team total, you pretty, you can pretty much you can it's it's 18 and a half. <sighs> Most lines, that's probably a no touch. Like you can get it at. I mean, this is too juiced. Yeah, I probably no touch that team total. That, that's that's too low for me. Yeah, that's a little low, but uh, I I actually don't think they're that off. Honestly, it could it could. Yeah, if you want to like the juice sucks, but like points bet has it at 20 and a half, but at minus 150. So like that's probably not worth the, the juice there. And yeah. at that point, like, yeah, anyways, we don't need to deep dive on the, te- the Titans team total. Uh, yeah. But either way, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like I, I, the Titans are just weird because they like show up, like you said, in these spots, like randomly. Yeah. And you're like, where, like, where did that come from? So like, it's going to like, I always try to think when I'm like placing a bet, like, w- will I be mad at myself? for getting this one wrong you know like are we gonna wake up on tuesday and be like well like of course the titans won or like something stupid you know what i mean yeah and it's funny and that's why i kind of preface this segment with like that weird narrative because like yeah i always annoy myself with those things but it's like i try to remind myself it's like i'm better off just going with you know the the analytics and the projections and just be like i i did it with my methodology and my own algorithm versus like, I just went off a narrative, right? Yeah. And it's just like, I, I hate it when I do that. It sucks when the narrative plays out and you're just like, see, it's like, yeah, it's but the like, Thursday night trend of yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When, when it's below this degrees and the wind is like this and you're like, okay, great. And it's. And, and in reality, you can make the trend argument for on both sides. You, yeah, like, exactly, exactly. So it's, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a great example. I could just see this being like, Again, like we were, I was on the, I guess you were on the Bills. I was on the Rams all of like week one, like leading up to week one, I was all over the Rams and the game started. And I was like, of course the freaking Bills were going to be like, come, came out pissed off because last time they played on a football field was that stupid, like overtime, like, lo- like yeah. dumb overtime loss to the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. No, it's gambler's distortion, right? We, it we, is, we, yeah. we, we make it fit when we feel like we're effed. And we make it fit when we feel like we're genius. It's just, you know, yeah, like, it is what it is. When we're right, we're like, yeah, I'm such a genius. I called this. Like, it was the easiest. And then when you're wrong, it's either like, what a bad beat that was. Like, that was a tough L. Or it was like, wouldn't I'm, oh, I'm so dumb. Like, I should have known that was going to happen. There's no, there's no in between. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. So we're moving on to the final primetime game. Uh, the man, sharp looking Minnesota Vikings versus at, at Philly, uh, against the Eagles. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll let Matt, I'll, I'll, your, your hometown, your, your team, I'll, I'll let you kick this one off before I get into my concerns about some of the Eagles, um, what I saw on the line. So yeah, sure. Game, I mean, so. you call me an, an, a Negadelphian. That's the name for all the <laughs> negative Philly Neg- Eagles fans. Negadelphian. I've never heard that. You've never Neg- heard that? Oh, yeah, I've that's the thing. Negadelphian? Yeah. Okay, got interesting. All right. Um, I like that one though. But I wasn't super impressed with the Eagles' victory. Like I came out of that game feeling worse <sighs> about them than feeling yeah. good about them, which I feel like I'm in the minority. I've seen all over like so there's two sides of the coin. The Eagles won because yes. Jalen hurts his legs. Sure. Like they won because of his legs. But that's not a replicatable way to win moving forward. Like the lions, their defensive strategy was confounding where they kept sending pressure, but they also played man coverage, which means that you're not, you don't have your eyes on the quarterback. They have no one, they have no spy and no one playing contain on the quarterback. Like 
Jalen Hurts will take those rushing lanes 10 times out of 10. If his first read's not there, he will run. In the good defenses, which which is what you saw last year, which is what you saw the Bucs do in the playoffs, they're going to say, hey, you are not going to beat us with your legs. You, We will let you throw all, if you can, we'll let you throw all over the field. But he's never been able to do that. So I watched that game and I'm like, there's Hurts bailing on a clean pocket. And then like he picks up five yards in the third and four and everyone's like, oh, Hurts, like what a great play. Yeah. And I'm watching that. I'm like, you, like you bailed from a clean pocket. Like, And then he makes these like incredible throws to AJ Brown. And everyone's like, well, like, oh, but but I heard Jalen Hurts wasn't accurate. And it's like, no, he can like hit a deep ball. But like, can he hit a post pattern? Could he hit like a, a, a tough touch needed to like thread it in a needle down the middle, which he's never shown us. So like, we don't necessarily know a lot about this Vikings team yet because they played one game with a completely new coaching staff. But um, an odd, like someone that is an advisor for Oz Jam is like good friends with someone on the Vikings. So a player who said that like they love their head coach. They love Kevin O'Connell, uh, which doesn't really mean anything, but I just thought that was interesting. Um, but like, I could see a smart defense doing what the Bucks did in the playoffs last year. If, if you remember the Eagles were shut out after three quarters being like, yeah, we're not going to let you run. You can do, you can throw as much as you want. We're not going to let you run. And he hasn't shown he can win with his arm. And then defensively, like, I don't need to get into detail. Like they gave up 35 points to, to Jared freaking golf. They, they gave up touchdowns on four of their last five touchdowns or sorry, drives. And you know, what stood out there to me, that's very concerning, especially even when it pertains to this matchup is they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't, they, they got shredded. And they it, couldn't stop the run because of like a schematic, like the schematically, the way, like there were some missed tackles and like missed tackles don't bother me. Like it's week one, no one plays in the preseason. Like you're going to have some missed tackles, like the, sure. the long Deandre Swift run, like 50 yards, they yeah. missed two tackles. Like that happens, but yeah, they, they drafted this like run stuffing defensive lineman, Jordan Davis in the first round and he barely played, but when he did play, like, if you look at the Eagles run defense on and off significantly better when he was on, like you think maybe we should play that guy, but yeah, their defensive coordinator, like he, he has his way he wants to play and he, and he won't adjust to his personnel, which is frustrating. And then the last, the last point I'll make is about like the Jeff, excuse me, the, um, the Justin Jefferson prop, why I was all over that is so the head coach of the Vikings came over from the Rams. Um, He was their offensive coordinator and he was apparently instrumental with Cooper cup, having that blow up season. He was basically like, Hey, we got an awesome receiver. We should move him all around the formation, like keep teams guessing. Um, And that's exactly what the Vikings did with Justin Jefferson. So he put up like one over 150 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. And he lined up more in the slot. And that one game that he has like previously in his career, I'm pretty sure I saw that stat. So like that, that's just smart coaching to me. Like, Hey, we're going to put our best players in the position to succeed. And I don't trust the Eagles defense, if defensive coordinator to do that. And I do trust the Vikings to do that on defense against Hertz. So regardless, yeah. it's long. I know I, I, I talk too much when it comes about no. the Eagles, but no, no, um, no. I had the Vikings money line in this one. Like I think the Vikings are going to win straight up. Yeah, you know, and I'm someone who you go back to our previous episodes. I've been high on the Eagles, projecting them for tons of wins, Sirianni coach of the year. So I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna backtrack on any of that. It was just very concerning. It was very and again, I think the the Eagles, uh, you know, people who are very high on them, it's like it's week one and you could take away positive. Sure. Like you said, we the most important thing is they came away with a W. But like I said, uh and Matt was saying the the defense was concerning. 
Um, you know, the rushing defense in particular concerns me. Uh, they gave up 181 rushing yards. And yes, even if you take out that long run, so take that out still uh, 30 yards. I, I didn't really see them stopping no, they the, didn't. the game plan of the lions. And, and the other thing that, that I, I'll just kind of reemphasize from Matt is I'm not, I don't think that like, it's not like Jalen hurts can't pass. Like I'm not concerned about that. He has, the, the physical tools and the athleticism and he can throw on the run, all that good stuff. It's just, I just kept seeing, and I'm not an analyst by any means farthest thing from it, but in my mind, I just think he gave up on a clean pocket way too many times. Oh, and, so frustrating. And that concerns me because, you know, I think when you're going to get the pressure that he's going to face against the Vikings, um, even more than what he faced against the lions, it's like, is he going to give up a clean pocket even faster? Will he not go through those progressions even sooner and just over on the athleticism and the running, which again, it's obvious everyone, that's the main criticism, but I would have hoped against the lions and after another off season that um, he would be a little bit more composed in the pocket. And, and and spend that extra whatever 1.5 seconds to go further through his progressions and hit that third read or whatever right so um i don't know uh th- there there were a few things that i saw from hertz of course he's an athlete and of course you know he he's he can throw a deep ball like matt saying it's just i don't know it's just, i i didn't see i didn't like what i saw with his decision making at times when he had a clean pocket so that was a little concerning to me and again not to poke fun but Jared Goff, 21 to 37 uh, versus 18 out of 32. Like, uh, you know, yes, a few more attempts, but basically Goff played as good as. Yeah. You, you take Hurts. away Hurts' <laughs> versus legs. I mean, like, like, yes. Yeah. A yeah. little concerning. A little concerning. So yeah, it is. And um, like, I mean, AJ Brown was incredible, but lost in the shuffle is Devontae Adams had zero catches. No other receiver outside of. A.J. Brown had more than, I think, one catch. I think Zach Pascal had one catch. Smith, um, Smith, Devontae, Smith, Devontae. Yeah, sorry. No, A.J. Brown had 10 catches. I think no other receiver had more than one. And Devontae Smith had zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, eventually, like, you hope – I mean, I'm not as worried about the Devontae Smith part because teams are going to take away A.J. Brown and they're going to leave Smith open, and then it's just up to Hurts to, okay, okay, they're doubling A.J. Brown. Let me get it to – um to Devonte Smith now it's more so the worry that smart defenses will take away his running ability and he has yet to show that he can go through his progressions oh first read's not there second read's not there like sure what he what he does first read not, not there tuck and run and that's when you see him bail from clean pockets because you say oh my guy's not open I'm going to scramble around now when he doesn't need to sure sure no I I hear you yeah and God, man. And this is me going against my earlier predictions. Um, Maybe I'm overreacting, but from what I saw as a complete team on both sides of the ball and how well they look like they're in midseason form versus the Eagles, who I'm like, man, you need to get your shit together like fast that I had even before Matt said I had pegged the Vikings for the value on the money line. Like I just... I hate to say it, and I'm basically going against some of my futures, but small sample size, this spot game, this spot matchup, that was actually one of my favorite things that stood out was was the Vikings. Me too. You're, you're get, I, I, I find it odd that they're at plus money right now. I really do. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I, if, if we were to play devil's advocate to ourselves, you could use the argument that like 
the Vikings probably all offseason pegged that week one game. Like we're playing Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Like we are going to like you, you, you can imagine that it's possible that they'll have some sort of letdown after sure. just beating the, the snot out of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, like the team that's won their division however many years in a row. But I don't necessarily like it wasn't that Vikings Packers game did not have the same intensity as the Seahawks did against the Broncos like that. Those are two different things. And if we, if we both believe in their coaching staff, which I do, then, um, then you hope that like for week two, Monday night game, they're not, they're not going to have a letdown game essentially. I wonder what the odds were for coach of the year for Kevin O'Connell for O'Connell. Cause I don't know. I mean, I'm, they, I'm sure it got smashed already. I, I'm sure it got smashed. Yeah. So they, can you, do they still have those futures up in the middle of the season? Like, I think for, they periodically, some books put them back up here and there with adjust. I mean, obviously adjusted odds, but yeah, but I plus I 800. So. Oh man. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure it had to have been like plus 3000 or something. Before, plus, yeah. Cause like the, the new head coaches, just no one knows anything. It's just, yeah. that's, it's such, it, it's such an unknown. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But it seems like we we both independently were on the same side on this one. Even even after all my high Eagles praise, I'm I'm yeah. very uh, I'm a Chicagoan who's praising the Eagles, and now I'm very concerned. So it's, it's um, very boring. We I think we agreed on all four picks against the spread. Did we? On yeah. All four? Oh, okay. Chargers, right. Packers, Bills, Vikings. Yeah, you know it's funny because that Chargers Chiefs one, like that I one ulti- is. Yeah. I ultimately think like the Chiefs look pretty damn impressive so like it's just it's just because of the number so if, if you're like who am i just who i think is going to win i actually might just say chiefs but who's going to cover because it's over a field goal that's that's what made me lean chargers me like, too so, yeah me too you know, you yeah know, so i i think my gut actually think the chiefs are going to steal it but four and a half i i think it's going to be close i think it's going to be a very close game and because of that i th- I just think there's value getting that number at four and a half so. yeah no i agree with you i think of all of them i was i mean like between them and the the packers i wasn't super confident but yeah i mean nice symmetry to we each are uh backing two favorites backing two underdogs so nice nice symmetry there um and then in terms of the total i locked this in early in the week i got it over 49 on uh on caesars it's the, it's been bet up to like 50 51 and 50 and a half something like that but i like this over a lot yeah i i think you know i i actually i did like the over on this one um i caught it pretty early as well so i that 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 one i only put a half unit on it um but i i can see the viking the way that the it was more the way that the eagles defense looked yeah um that's what kind of swayed me to the over, even though it's a little high. Like um, I, I was not impressed at all by the Eagles defense that for, that was the deciding factor for me on, on which way to lean on the total on this one. So. And funny enough, Kirk cousins, since he's been a Viking is undefeated against the Eagles. He's smoked. He's, un, them. he's undefeated. He's the smoked the Eagles since he's played them with the Vikings. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I mean, in his career, he's got 21 touchdowns and only six interceptions in nine oh. games. Wow. Wow. So okay. he plays well against, against the Eagles. I mean, granted, like that was with like Chip Kelly and Jim Schwartz, like this, so everything, everything's different, but he's just, he's killed the Eagles. All right. Okay, guys. So thanks for sticking with us through our primetime game preview. So to wrap it up, guys, we're going to go through some of our best bets, um, you know, and then, you know, Matt and I are trying to keep track of this. 
Um, we're just going to keep it simple. We're just going to keep track of our records and we're not going to get into nuances of units and stuff just to, to make this quicker at times. So, um, so let's go through our three best bets that we've kind of pegged for this upcoming NFL, um, you know, week two. So I'll kick it off. Um, we, it was a non primetime game, um, which probably could have been a pretty exciting game, but now it's looking like it's going to be a dud. It's, it's the Bengals versus Cowboys game. Okay. Um, and again, I, I don't want to sound like a quote unquote square, but I, I just, I liked I think I see value, even though people always get afraid of minus numbers and you're like, there's too much quote unquote juice. And I get it. But if you cap it and you think it's, you know, you're going to hit the, a particular spread. Like, so right now that the natural line for the Bengals is around seven and a half. Um, those who, who bet the look ahead line, I think you could, I think it was like, oh man, I, I think it was way lower than this. Like prior to the DAC news, obviously. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're lucky and you're one of those guys who bet way ahead, I mean, you you are very fortunate. But right now, as it stands, it's minus seven and a half at most books. But if you use Odds Jam and you shop around, I saw that an alternative line on Barstool and Bet Rivers, who uses the same line maker, that's why their lines are always the same. They use the same line maker. I'm going to eat a little juice, and I don't care because I think this is very coverable now, given the situation. I don't think... Cooper Rush is going to be able to keep up with Joe Burrow that I'm going to take Bengals minus six and a half at minus 132, a touch high. But with the current situation, I'll take a one touchdown cover against the Cowboys. Yeah, I um, this this isn't one of my bets, but I locked in the, the um, Bengals minus six and a half at minus 120. Um, uh, even better. Even so better. I got. Yeah, so that. Um, I actually do have a pick in this game, but I took the under 43 uh, minus 110 on win bet. Ah. I, I'm still nervous about the, 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 obviously I'm nervous about the Cowboys offense. Obviously I still am a little concerned about the Bengals offense as well. Like Burrow is not going to throw, you know, four interceptions and fumble again. Of course sure. not. Of course not. Sure. But sure. TJ Watt killed the Bengals. Like that's what killed them in a playmaking secondary. Granted it was a safety in Minka Fitzpatrick killed them as well sure they're playing the cowboys who have micah parsons and they have um demarcus lawrence in the secondary they have trayvon diggs so the bengals offensive line like all summer or an off season we oh they upgraded two positions are going to be so much better and like for one I week know. they stunk for one I week know. they stunk I, um, know. I know so it's a low total getting it under 43 my guess is that the bengals know that the Cowboys aren't going to be able to score a ton. So they're going to be a little bit safer than they were last week. Cause historically their coach, uh, Zach Taylor is historically um, the, I can't think of the word, the opposite of aggressive. He's historically not, um, not aggressive with his play calling. Like he runs the ball a lot. He's very, they're one of the most run heavy teams in a neutral game script, which I think means it's first or second down and the game is within seven points either way. I think is what that stat means. He's very run heavy, even though he has Joe Burrow. Um, So I think they're going to lean towards that against the Cowboys. Knowing that it's unlikely Cooper rush scores a a lot on them. Uh, Especially now the Cowboys are missing like three or four starters on the offensive line on top of Dak. Michael Gallup, I think is still probably unlikely to play. It's going to be gross. So um 
I, yeah. Anyways, that, that's one of my best bets. Cowboys Bengals under 43. Under 40. Okay. So I like that. I like that for all the reasons. And I will say, just like I gave Von Miller praise, man, Micah Parsons. Oh my that was God. that was the one bright spot, right? That was that he he stood out. That was the one bright spot for that Cowboys game. And he's gonna do it again. Like I he he's so good. He's he will feast. So that is a concern for me and my Bengals approach on the spread, but um he you know, he, man, he looked good. He looks yeah. like the real deal. It wasn't just a one year, one hit. One, no, he, he looks like the real deal, man. He yeah. looks scary. Um, okay. My second, second best bet. We already talked about it um, was because of the value. I consider it a best bet is just, I still find it odd that the Vikings are plus money. So that, yeah. that is one of my best bets for this week is just their money line. I'm, or are you the, just the, I'm, I'm just going to say money line. I'm just going to say, go for the money line just, just go for the value. And I'm just going to say, just roll with it. And and you could, you know, you can still, even to this day right now, you can get it a plus plus one fifteen on points bet. It, it, that's kind of one of the better ones. I mean, unless you have one of these offshore books, if you have offshore books, you can catch it at plus one twenty three, plus one twenty five. but the standard fair U S legal U S books, whatever, I won't use the word legal, but U S yeah. books, uh, plus one fifteen on points. bet. but if you have offshore books, which many of you do, you can get it in the plus one twenty still even better than guys, if you can get in the plus plus one twenty something range. So I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously I agree. I, funny enough, I, my second pick is also in that game. It's also the over, um, over. Okay. like I said, I locked it in at 49 at minus minus one ten on Caesars. I put a full unit on that one. Nice. Looks like it's been bet up. Now you can get it. Excuse me. You can get it at 50 at minus one Oh seven on Circa. It's legal for me in Colorado. I'm not sure where else it's legal, but okay. if you can use Circa, I got it at minus, you can get it at minus 107. You can also get it a little bit juiced at minus 115 on that MGM. So that one's obviously legal everywhere. So gotcha. um, over, I officially, so I guess that's my, my question to you is how should we count it? Should we count it what I locked in because I got it in early or should we count it at what it's currently available at? Because those, I mean, obviously those are two different things. Yeah, I mean, look, these are our bets and people can fade or follow even if there's been some line movement. So I'd say it's it's whatever you locked in. So okay, it's... then I I locked it at, at 49. Um, if you want to lock it in now, you can get it at 50. I would still put a unit on it. There you go. And that's, and that's it. If you if you want that, if you say it's worth following, it's worth following, they can, they can fade it or, or follow at their own discretion. So. Okay, yeah. It's, it's always cons- like you never – I never know what to do about line movement and stuff because yeah. it changes – it's part oh. of the game, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if someone's sharp, they're already using software and they're just grabbing it even before they hear a podcast, right? If True. Yeah, we're doing true. some of the research for them, then that's the, that's Ooh. why you should sign up for oddsjam.com guys. <laughs> there so, you go. There you go. Being serious. Then you know, you're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. So last one's third one. This one we already talked about and I do, and I am going to just say, screw the narrative and the, the specter of, of the Titans. It's boring, but I, I'm very confident in the Bills like I was versus Bills versus Rams. I'm just going to ride the confidence juice. And I'm going to say uh, Bills to cover at minus nine and a half. It's a large nine number. I don't even care. I, I'm they did, And they overcame difficulties, guys, right? So it's not like it went totally smooth in that Rams game. I mean, they had turnovers. They had pit. I mean, and to me... And you still beat a legit contender like the Rams, like that, even with all of those mistakes. Just make a few less and destroy the Titans for me, guys. Please. 
at minus nine and a half. Yeah, I think I'm, this isn't one of my bets. I think I mentioned I locked again. I did a uh, early bets video. I locked in Packers minus nine. I locked in Bills minus nine. I locked in I locked in Eagles over forty nine. Nice. Uh, so I got ahead of the spread on those. My my next one is still currently available. I checked. Not one. Not a game we talked about. Give me the Bucks minus two against the Saints. Oh, minus yeah, minus two. The the like there's a weird like history between Tom Brady as a Buccaneer against the Saints. He has he's over of four, over four against them in the regular season. Two of the games he literally hasn't scored a touchdown. One That's game they true. Got, it was weird. <clears throat> You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, one game they got shut out. One game they only scored three points. Like like weird history against the Saints. But Drew Brees isn't there. Sean Payne's not there. The Saints are missing like three safeties from last year's team where their secondary is still pretty good, still pretty deep. But like three three starting safeties is three starting safeties. Yeah. Um, and I looked this up. So the, the Saints won. They came back against the Falcons. Uh, what the Falcons do, they blow fourth quarter leads. God. Jameis Winston had 269 total passing yards in that game. Prior to the last three drives of the game, he had 61 passing yards. I, I was about to say, didn't he have like 40-something at halftime or something? He had 208 <laughs> like, passing yards in the last three drives of the game. That's like, what I was about to say, yeah. I was like, that. And was, like horrible. God. It was so bad. And to me, I don't know, like we talked about this. I think it was, it was us talked about it last week. Like we don't understand all this, why the Jameis is getting all this love. Like, where is this coming from? Um, beating this, beating the Falcons, like having to come back from down 16 is certainly isn't me saying, Oh, now that the saints are back. Don't worry. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'll the bucks. I do have my concerns. Um, I'll gladly, I'll gladly take two points for the bucks to cover against the, against the, um, no, I, I think saints. that's, I think that's great. Even though I'm not, I can't steal it as, one of the best bets I, I I'm probably, I'm going to, I'm going to shop around and I'm going to, even if it's on, I just want it under a field goal and I'll take it at two and a half or two, you know, so. I'm pretty sure it's still available on bed MGM at minus two. At least it was before we re, we, we recorded, I guess I, yeah. I should check now, but yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, yeah. I think if you guys can get it under a field goal, just get taken under the field goal. So, yeah. So I, that, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. If I, I don't know why I didn't look at that one. Maybe I just didn't look at it. Cause this, I, I think anything the saints are involved when saints are involved in, it looks like a shit show at this. Yeah. Point. I mean, that's so, true. You know, I, that's definitely true. Yeah. No, it's still there on MGM. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. So that if, if, you know, that's, I'm going to tail that. So I'm going on the record that I, even though it's not one of my best bets, it's, it's something I'm going to tail Matt on for sure. So I like that. So thanks for pointing that. Cause yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's there's still Jameis hype. I just I just don't get it. I don't still. get it. I just I don't get it. Did and you I, see that that atrocious first half? I just I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's, and I, and I refuse to believe the Saints just have Tom Brady's number. Like he's he's freaking Tom Brady. Like yeah. I, I think he'll I think he'll figure it out. And he's one of those guys. He finds reasons to get himself hyped and oh, stay yeah. motivated. So oh, yeah. just like we said, the Bills versus Titans. And again, I know that's a weird narrative thing, but I don't care. It's just. I, I, I think he's going to find a way to be like, we, we just can't throw up a fart again in, in this game. So can't do it for the fifth straight time. Although they did, they did beat him in the playoffs. So at least he has like the games that matter. He, he got the win yes. there. But yeah, I forgot about those fluky games that were like, they could not even just score. Just like, literally shut just, out twice. Like, it was so weird. Um, so weird. Anyways. All right. So, so what were your three? Uh, so we had, I had Bengals minus six and a half. I had the Vikings money line and I had the bills to cover minus nine and a half. 
Okay, got it. I forgot about okay. Um, I have Cowboys Bengals under 43, Eagles Vikings over 49, Bucks minus two. Okay, guys, let's see if we can at least match five and one or hopefully go six and oh. I'm feeling a six and oh. Let's go, let's go, babe. <laughs> let's go, let's get this, guys. All right, guys, we thank you so much for, for joining in. Uh, so please, if, if you can help us out, we, we really appreciate it. The core followers, thank you for jumping onto our YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, follow us on all mediums, guys. We appreciate your support. Follow us here. Follow us on Twitter, on YouTube, on podcast mediums everywhere, Spotify, all those places, Apple Podcasts. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Sweat the bet. Matt and Andrew. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and let us know what you thought. Thank you.